Hello and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore and Christopher Strong. Yes, welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I am Tyler. And I am Chris. Yes, welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie... Fucking... Yes, welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I'm Tyler. And I'm Chris. Yes, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll do it. Tell me what I do, man. I'll keep going. I'll keep going on this. It's fine. New, new take. New takes. New takes. Today, what are we talking about, Chris? Uh, Star Wars Episode 1 through 3. That's right. Uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's the best of two sci-fi films. <laughs> <laughs> the new, good old New York Times. Yep. Crossword puzzle. That's right. Uh, we're talking about Star Trek movies. Right, we're doing uh, Star Trek Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Next Generations, and then Generations. Uh, Next Generations in there, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're talking about uh, 2009 Star Trek. That's right. Three generations of Star Trek, you might say. Yes. One of them being the next. <laughs> it's next Karate Kid, Next Generation. I'm very confused by this series, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We're all over the place. Yeah. So... Worth noting. So, yeah, I don't know if you necessarily call yourself a Trekkie, uh, but no. you're you're a fan. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you dip your toes in. Yeah. In fact, you might even dip a whole foot in. But uh, me, this is my first time watching Star Trek anything. I was like, what's, what's your... Um, my history with Star yeah, Trek? Yeah, your history of Star Trek. Uh, none. Here. None. Uh, <laughs> obviously, like, I know some stuff. I was... I, I felt uh, pretty up to speed for the most part. I feel like I... I just participate well in nerd conversations, so like, I, I have a, I have a basic um, knowledge of these things, but outside of that, yeah, I've I've never seen an episode, I've never seen a movie, I've like maybe caught a handful of moments from from things, but that's about it. Um, obviously, like our first movie, Wrath of Khan, is a very iconic film, um, so I I knew many moments from that one, and like. Just over the years, like I, because I never took uh, an invested interest in Star Trek, I didn't like withhold spoilers for myself. So I mean, I, there there are just things I knew. It's also like it, you know, a lot of these things are here referenced a lot in other other shows yeah. and other movies, whatever. So it's like, you know, you're you're probably well acquainted with a lot of the yeah. story beats anyway. Or like I mean, the, if you're the characters and everything, it's the same as like. I mean, if you if you haven't seen Star Wars, you're very well acquainted with Darth Vader being Luke's father. You yeah. know, that lightsabers. You know what's going on. Yeah, you, yeah. that's all you need to know, anyway. So it's not. <laughs> it's not complicated. No, it's not. It's really not. So I guess we should just jump right into uh, Wrath of uh, Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we didn't choose Star Trek the motion picture. Yeah, we didn't choose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I kind of didn't want to put you through that. I want you to watch like uh, films that I thought were good mm-hmm. you know films that i think you might actually enjoy like at least give you an, an idea of like here's the original here's kind of the like the new uh the the middle i guess series now yeah. i guess next year is kind of middle of the series now 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 you see modern trek mm-hmm. you know the the direction kind of goes in now i like, definitely want basically yeah this is, these are the three areas i wanted to explore and like ob, like wrath of Khan was just an obvious choice yeah, it's uh, it's the best uh, the original uh, series films, right? Right, like by far. Um, uh, one of the first things I I noticed very quickly, uh, 
and you kind of gave me the lowdown on what what it was about was in the opening credits uh gene roddenberry receiving an executive consultant credit um, yeah because his influence creative in the, after, consultant. <laughs> after after the uh, the first film his uh influence kind of waned as one could say <laughs> <laughs> um you know he was kind of put i mean he was he was yeah he was pushed aside yeah and I don't know how much influence he had over like the uh, the next generation show. He seemed I, to be involved. As I as I know, there's like there's like there are aspects to it that are very much his. Um, there's something I'm talking about later on, but that's just as an example. Uh, if you ever watch any episodes of Next Generation, um, in comparison to the original, in the original, their uh, shirts and uh, clothes are a little bit more um, wrinkly. They mm-hmm. they like when they sit down, they kind of like they kind of scrunch up a little more. So like. People look like they're a little fatter. And then Next Generation, he decided that everyone should have straightened out clothes. So when they sit down, everyone does the same thing, which they, they, they pull their, sh- shirt, they, down. They pull their yeah. shirt down to straighten it out. That's and everyone right. does it. <laughs> the Picard maneuver. Was that what it was called? <laughs> yeah. That was it. Everyone does it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can see it in this movie, too, even a little bit. Um this movie we just finished watching the 2009 yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah but i mean there's so many things to say about wrath of khan first being the space leeches yeah <laughs> <laughs> jumping kind of in the middle so like that's one of the that's like that's like the, the my my least favorite scene it's it's, it's a great scene oh yeah it's, it's my least perfect. favorite because i don't want to see that going to people's ears <laughs> it's so gross i mean like it they have a really cool uh, close-up of, um, you know, going into their, yeah. into their ears or whatever. And it's like, I guess like it's like a cast of their faces is what they're using for the close-up there. Like, yeah. It, it's very obviously not their mm-hmm. face necessarily. We're, we're kind of, you know, it's it's helped but also kind of hindered by the fact that we're watching these things on a, you know, higher definition yes. than what these things originally came out on. So <laughs> there's, some, there's some like effects that aren't, uh, they don't hold up as well that maybe that, sure. that did in you know other versions but there, of this i mean thing. there's stuff that does still yeah, look yeah, yeah. very good here there's a lot of practical effects that you mm-hmm. know obviously these are these are films made these these next two are pretty much made before really cgi took off yeah and so there's very little of it being used in a lot of these uh, instances the enterprise model looks very good oh yeah very detailed yeah, yeah yeah they were definitely using a very large scale model to to, to for that um, as opposed to the little tiny ones they were using. Yeah, the, the little, yeah, the toy, <laughs> the little, little toy one. Yeah, um, <laughs> like that's what they could afford. A little die cast, you know. <laughs> I I had lots of just thoughts kind of going in because obviously, like the the series is much more hokey. Uh, so like I was kind of just wondering how everything translates over. Um, and I mean, everyone's doing a good job. Like I I at no point did I think someone was phoning it in. Like. <laughs> You know, well, these guys are these guys, you know, obviously they, they played these roles for years. Yeah. So like they slipped into these roles without any issue. Like, you know, it'd been a little bit since, you know, the series was on. But like so these guys have been doing, you know, um, radio plays. And, yeah, like, they know, did just, the animated series. Yeah. So like they, they're, you know, they're still very much into these characters. They've also been going to conventions, right. you know. So they're still like, you know, they, they're still very much aware of like how the character uh, is supposed to be. So it's like, you know, it was it was very comfortable, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Even like even uh shoot, guy played Khan. Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, yeah. Even Ricardo Montalban, like you know, he pulled in. You know, he he was only in one episode. Yeah, and I mean, he's uh, like the, space seed. He's and the like, best one. He's, in yeah, he's 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 fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. Like he like, I gave him a lot of room just to kind of you know be a villain. Yeah, <laughs> it's like and yes, he, he's a very yeah, just a very iconic like 
if you're gonna name a Star Trek villain, it's gonna be this guy, yeah. probably. It's like it's like yeah, like like Blofeld for James Bond, yeah. Khan for Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just this this like this super being. It's Chekhov, and who's the other guy that's there? Is it just some guy? Uh, he was like the captain of the uh, Reliant. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, like there, this is the two of them in this room, full of like basically Superman, <laughs> Superman, and then like led by Khan. Yeah. Um, people, people, people who then followed Khan as like, well. Like just that whole collection of scenes is just so tense because you know, like they're they're fucked. Yeah, like they, they, they can crush them in about like five yeah. seconds. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it's they're a surprise paper. that they make it out. Yeah. <laughs> And they, I mean, they make it out because they have to, you know, be used for the by the, the little earworms that latch onto your brain stem. You're just like, oh my god! And they grow bigger and bigger and make you go crazy. <laughs> what a what a great creature! I love it. <laughs> so they introduce this character named uh, Savic, mm-hmm. who is supposed to be, you know, a kind of um, a younger Spock in a way. Uh, she's you know the Klingon or the Klingon, the Vulcan on there, and uh, so god. and it yeah. feels like. You all know this necessarily, but like she kind of just gets pushed away and yeah, and she gets dicked down in front of everybody. <laughs> it's, that's just in this, by the way. But like in the next movie, I think she's supposed to show. I think she has the next movie, and like she's like a non-character in yeah. that way. Like she just doesn't exist. No respect at all. This. <laughs> I don't think I guess audiences didn't really respond to this very well. I'm sure they didn't, especially while Spock is still around. Like, yeah. like while you know, like there there were things that didn't look great um special effects or like rather they just didn't age as well but the makeup job in in this movie like as far like on everybody was just fucking great um especially like i mean at the end uh when khan is like melting down like (laughs) it looks incredible yeah it's like like face is like melting basically it's nice like that yeah no no one had like caked on uh makeup yeah you know like we we've seen you know a little yeah. bit of that um so people are like oh you know i'm not sure your face is as smooth as that so it's, it's right you know, these guys are supposed to show a little age this, it's, this it's nice, movie you know. <laughs> they do a very good job yes of, yes they do <laughs> of making sure there's so there's one there's one little thread in this movie though that isn't quite as strong as like everything else in it um that being kirk's son yeah, it's so. <laughs> it's very casually dropped in there. Like, hey, this guy's your son. Like, oh, okay, and then it's like, I guess he's my son. Hi, son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess he's my dad. I hate him, but now I guess he's my dad though. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, can I can I spoil you about his character later <laughs> in the movies? Uh, yeah. Well, I, like, <laughs> the ending is nice. Like the the sun angle is just like it's a total softball, like from beginning to end. But it does pay off. Like the ending is nice. Yeah, ending's nice. Like I spoil you for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, he dies in the <laughs> next movie. I think so. <laughs> you notice something here is that people don't give a shit with these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They move on very fast. Yeah. Uh, although, so like, <laughs> they're like just just st- staying on him for a second. Like, like they're having this all this family drama. <laughs> And then, like, Chekhov is just, like, in the corner, like, recovering. And he has to listen to all of this. Like, you know, to be fair, he was turned over to the side. So maybe his ears on the other pillow. And, yeah, you know, he had his a good ears on his, the other. His, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe he couldn't quite hear what they were saying. 
<laughs> but you know, um, it was uh, nice. Was uh, the fact that they could get the entire cast back for this absolutely. film. Absolutely. You know, all the characters that you know, you you know, and you love. You know, and they went on to make you know all these other movies afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice the fact that like you know, Star Trek really set off a lot of you know the sci-fi conventions. Mm-hmm. And you know, you see, uh, I think it was Little Nimoy was one of the first ones that actually went to sci-fi, yeah. sci-fi convention. Yeah, and it was like these people love us here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand? These guys, these guys want to see us, so they started. You know, everyone started kind of going to these conventions, and it really helped kick off that culture, right? You know, so it, again, it's nice to see these guys. You know, totally willing to come back. Apparently, I'm sure they were paid. You know, a, a billion dollars. I hope they were at least. At least William Shatner was. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> I'm sure Shatner was paid. I was as you were talking <laughs> about that. I was literally thinking about like how you know conventions have like picked up around here and everything. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I like stood like five feet away from William Shatner at one of the conventions I went to. And it pretty much meant nothing to me. (laughs) Someone would (laughs) someone would lay down their life for that opportunity. And you're just like, "Ah." I got to do it for free. Yeah. Um, But the, the movie, I mean, it's really well paced. Like it just it feels like one overarching thing. Like it, it does, it doesn't feel like broken up. There's not a bunch of like stop and start to it. It's just this big cat and mouse game. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like just like you know one episode of Star Trek. It feels like it's an actual Star Trek movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like it doesn't feel like you know you're like really stretching the story out it as much as you possibly can. It doesn't can. feel like they stretched a Star Trek episode, and it doesn't feel like like they wrote multiple episodes and like there's like yeah, it's it 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 feels yeah, it feels like a film. It it it. it, it it's probably one of those few things that makes that leap really well. Yeah. You know, and I know people have the competition of like, what's better, Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever. And, it's, you know, and they, these movies were made was because Star Wars came out was so popular, was so strong. Yes. The people like Gene Roddenberry said that they wanted to make films that were better than Star Wars so that sci-fi yeah. is better than what Star Wars it's is. It's apples and oranges. It really is. It's, and it's like, you can't really compare these two right here. One's a very dirty, almost, you know, very dystopian uh, future. And the next one is very clean, you know, uh, optimistic view of what could, what the, what humanity could do in the future. Well, one, one, I mean, Star Wars is, uh, is like a, a fantasy, a sci-fi fantasy film for, for, you know, basically, you know, kids and families. And then this is, you know, this is like fun adventure sci-fi for adults. Especially should be like people that, you know, that watch the original series. Yeah. Because it, when it went into, you know, syndication, it just like, you know, people just love the show. Yeah. And it's still crazy to me the fact that it only lasted three seasons. Mm-hmm. But it had such a massive impact and kept, you know, sci-fi kind of like showing like, hey, there's, you know, there's there's good stuff here. You know, yeah. there's, there's good work that could be done here. And, you know, it's nice again. Star Wars helped out with that. Yeah. You know, they're helping each other out. This is this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so keep it friendly, people. Right. <laughs> was it, anything, was, and it really doesn't matter. Was there anything like you, you might be really confused about with this movie? That it, I think there were a couple questions I asked you because I, uh, I think you it kind of is. A, they explain what happened with uh, with Khan. 
in the episode that he's in, but it was useful for me to like kind of just ask you what like number one, does anything in like the last movie affect this? Probably not really. No, um and definitely then not. the and then obviously it's just like what happened with Khan and then like because they touch on it, but they have to do it in a way that's not like that like that's not stupid. You can't like get, you can't go into like a huge exposition dump. Oh look, it's Khan. Why a couple years ago we fought him and blah blah yeah. blah. It's like God, you know how boring that'd be. The like <laughs> the minutia of it that you were able to kind of give me helped me appreciate a lot more than maybe a viewer just kind of stumbling in. Um, but I mean, they like they do tell you like you know, like he's like he's uh, he, he he has a grudge against Starfleet in general, but like specifically against kirk yes um even though it's i mean not really his fault no you know what i didn't know what's gonna happen like a bad guy by the way yeah like kind of got off easy he did he was he was given a a nice plan to live on a nice woman who wanted to follow him who was who you know what used to be on the enterprise and decided that she wanted to join him because he's made a lot of sense whatever yeah and they was gonna live in paradise and then uh Lo and behold, uh, oopsie doopsie, yeah. their planet kind of shifted. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, did Kirk not check in on them? Sure, but... Is it, it's not really his job. He had three seasons of uh, yeah. <laughs> stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen, he only made three years of his five-year journey, okay? <laughs> Oops. So I guess, I mean, like, the biggest thing that happens in this film, which obviously, like, I already knew about, uh, was Spock's death. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's something it's that's, kind of iconic. Yeah. 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 The, uh, his, his death scene is great. The funeral is great. I mean, that's, I mean, I think we've seen the uh, parodies of the funeral scene a million <laughs> times. Um, damn bagpipes. <laughs> and, the fucking ba- and then the bagpipes are actually good. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> they were, yeah. um, <laughs> Scotty's no chump. He, there's, there's a lot of audio engineering that kind of goes in. He can play the pipes. A little movie magic. All some, right. <laughs> uh, they're, they're future bagpipes. They, they go. made them sound less offensive. Uh, <laughs> everyone else in the room's like, Oh God. By, by the way, I'm just, uh, this is a public record. I want, uh, uh, if if uh, if you bastards have a funeral for me, uh, bagpipes are to be played. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Is okay. Now wait. Now can we combine our funerals together so I can have my Viking funeral while you got your bagpipes going on? I mean, you can always just have just... bagpipes also at yours. I don't want bagpipes of mine though. I can have it yours. <laughs> <laughs> We're saving money. We only have to buy one bagpipe. That's guy. right. <laughs> um, well, we'll try to die at the same time. I mean, not on purpose, but yeah. Well, you know. Well, if you can't go on, yeah. Then, yeah. Eh. Ice is over with anyways. If I can't go on, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> You'll just look over at David Young and say, "See a chump." <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> uh, yeah, I meant can too. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't sorry. know where that came yeah, from. Yeah. Um, oh, the Watto guy. Yeah. By the way, if you any uh, Watto facts, speaking of Star Trek, if you have any Watto facts. <laughs> Uh, head on. Well, first of all, just go to illuminationcinema.com slash Watto. Uh, you can, uh, join our fan club, the Watto fan club. It's a kind of a subsidiary of Illumination Cinema. Um, but, uh, go ahead and tweet out to, to David Young, uh, any Watto fun facts that you might have, any trivia. Um, anyway, so, uh, so, so this movie also takes place like was about a year after Empire came out. This yeah. is 82. Yeah. And so, you know, think about the special effects of like how far they've come really helped out with this movie. Something I just, yes. just kind of thought about was like, that was also a big push right there too, was like, 
these guys could do so much because of what had been experimented on already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Again, another thing that Star Wars helped out with. Yeah, you know? yeah. So hey, there. Um, so a question I have for all of these movies uh, as we just kind of go along, um, like obviously these each have like a different cast. My question for you is, or I, I, I or like, because I have, I have my answer. Uh, who of who are your favorites of like this crew? Of this crew, like this this cast here. Um, gosh, you know, honestly, I think I think Bones is probably my favorite. Um, like him, like think about like that. Think about this also in the in the scope of the like the entire series as well. And plus yeah. these movies, it's like really like Bones and uh, Spock together. That's is my it's my it's my favorite <laughs> couple right there. I wrote down Bones and Spock were my favorites. <laughs> like those two, like when they figured out the fact that they should have a um. Kind of like when the episode kind of you know the the main thread of the episode ends, they would have a thing where like it'd be like Kirk and uh, Bones and Spock or whatever somebody else maybe yeah. and then like talking to each other kind of you know like uh, just you know unpacking the episode. Un- yeah unpacking yeah. the episode a little bit and like you know kind of making fun of each other a little bit you know yeah. which really just really works out so well and I and I and I love their relationship together it's it's fantastic yeah. I'm sure you know about the the row 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 boat scene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like the then like the campfire. It's just it's a nice it's a nice scene. You know it's does it add to the plot? No. But things though it it's a character moment which it's it, it's nice. I mean yeah. This is all if anything like this does a really good job at just kind of like this series is one that loves its characters for sure. Oh yeah. Um, any kind of like final thoughts I suppose? Uh no I mean you know this this thing you know was. It was really. It's been kind of a long time coming. By the way, we've talked yeah. about doing a Star Trek podcast for a couple years. For a couple probably. years now, yeah. So it's been nice to actually be able to show you these films. Yeah. Let you like you know experience them. Yeah. And kind of see like you know the different uh the variety of uh ways that Star Trek has kind of gone. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I would say this movie's solid. Requires maybe a little bit of prior knowledge to go in, but uh. I think it works really well. I would give this movie eight Jamies. I should I give it a Jamie rating? <laughs> I forgot yeah. that part. Sorry, I give it nine Jamie ratings. Okay, Jamie, ja- nine out of nine out of ten. Sweet. This is definitely my uh, my favorite out of the three here. By the way, we didn't end up talking about bad movies. I teased that we were going to talk about bad movies in the last episode. I, I wrote a note at the very top of my page here <laughs> <laughs> to bring that up. <laughs> I didn't want people to think we were talking about uh they're <laughs> saying Star Trek was bad. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe maybe when Cybok shows up, that's the worst part. That's that's when it gets really bad. Anyway, <laughs> next movie here. Let's move on to Star Trek Generations. Yes, next generations. Uh, speaking of Chekhov's makeup, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I made a comment very early on about how caked on that stuff was. Um, the uh, the opening bit with uh kind of like kirk and uh boarding the um enterprise b mm-hmm. right um that was that was a fun scene uh that must be what star trek conventions are like for them uh um, all those cameras in their face people cameras, people asking questions the over and over light again. shining directly in his eyes like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, scotty's just there being a fucking smart ass yeah. <laughs> so in the first episode of next generation by the way 
uh bones is actually in that episode okay he's like in he's like a hundred years old oh <laughs> you know God. at this point or a hundred something whatever it is years old and like it's kind of like a, a that's kind of the, the way that they handed off the series <laughs> was with, with him like you know he look they look that he exists <laughs> so i was thinking about you know the makeup job whatever you know it's yeah it's come a long way. <laughs> that that's that poor series was given like a five dollar budget for right. its first that season. Was a, that was a ham sandwich right yeah. there. Anyways, back to the Sorry, it's a little side note. Yeah. Um, and then another thing because the captain of the Enterprise B is Cameron from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Out, <laughs> Day Off. Yeah. I'm, I'm, by the way, I did not even realize that to Quinn. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that totally is Cameron. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> His dad's going to be so pissed when he finds <laughs> out that he took the Enterprise. <laughs> and didn't and didn't even have it ready, by the way, because everything was coming Tuesday, apparently. Everything was coming Tuesday. <laughs> you had no missiles. It's coming Tuesday. Tuesday? <laughs> Transporters. Tuesday. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. And then we they pass us off to um, the Next Generation crew with this with this boat scene and i was like i'm like are they are they doing a reenactment <laughs> um kind of weird because Worf plays such a small role in this film like they but they give him a promotion at the beginning of yeah it feels like the start of an arc but it doesn't really yeah so like with these films here this one here rather this one yeah. specifically there's not as much focus on the next generation cast as, like there's a lot of focus on like Picard. Yeah. And not a lot of it, you know, there's no Riker. There's a little bit of very I mean, little Riker. I there's like that. it's like it's like Picard and Data got the most amount of love, and then you know uh Jordy's kind Jordy's of kind of there. A little bit, yeah. But like even then it's like it's like two and a half characters essentially, is what they mostly care about. Right. And you know, this film uh is supposed to kind of show, you know, both uh worlds kind of colliding in a in a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, ah, oh, you're kind of missing all the all the other cast because, like, even even with the uh, beginning, you know, it was Chekhov and Scotty and Kirk, and that was it. Just yeah. those three that were there. And then uh, Sulu's daughter is uh, the, yeah. the pilot, and like that's all you see. And it's like, ah, I get it. That's a, it's a lot of characters. Yeah, but it's also like you're missing a huge piece of. The, the you know this this given what we know about the behind the scenes of this movie though yeah yeah who knows how that would have turned out adding more bodies into those rooms yeah with uh um uh shatner and um almost called picard uh stewart <laughs> apparently having uh some issues on the set <laughs> i'm surprised how many shots they're in together that, those might have been the early shots. <laughs> Maybe. Before we'll the, do Masters first. And yeah, we'll do Masters. They were like, they're anticipating. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, someone someone called another person a hack, another person a terrible actor. It's like, <laughs> you know, the whole thing. Well, one's a better actor. What's your decide? And listen, I'll, I'll give him some credit again. Shatner is not phoning it in. He's doing a good job. I mean, he can't throw a punch to save his life, but... Shatner's never th- uh, just phoned it in. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> not not Priceline negotiated. Uh, good for him. We hope he made a billion dollars off of that. <laughs> but back to that boat scene. Yeah. Um, because it sets off a... Um... <laughs> God, the scene! 
Like, because they, they make the, the plank disappear under Worf and everybody laughs. And then Data pushes uh, one of the other crew members off of the boat. I think it's kind of funny. And, <laughs> and Jordy's like, Data, that's not funny. Like, what's the difference between him doing that? And well, you see, you know, uh, he meant to retract the plank, not, you know, take away the plank or whatever it was. Data's just uh, with, with malice pushed. <laughs> Yeah, um, which yeah, it sets off to him uh, activating his emotion chip. That um, you know, it's it's one of those things that like kind of comes into play, yeah, in the series. But like you know, it's it's never been activated into him after I think it's like a couple episodes he had it sometimes, oh, and, really? and, then, and then that was uh, it. Because like it's his uh, it's his brothers. Okay. Yeah. He, there's okay. So there's it's, it's so, in like a display case. Yeah. Uh, did he at one point receive it during the series? Like he, I think he, well, he took it from his uh, brother's uh, brain. Uh huh. Um. By the way, uh, Brent Brent Spiner Brent or Brett, whatever it is, Brent Spiner Brent Spiner, uh, plays like twenty different versions of Data in the Next Generation. <laughs> like he plays his dad, his yes. creator. He plays his his brothers. He plays himself. He, there's all sorts of family members. Anytime there's a there's a like what's a, the name is a Sung. Anytime there's a Sung on on set, it's Brent Spiner playing another version of himself. <laughs> Honestly, this they just have such a great cast. Like every character is very likable. Um, they're all they're all very unique. And very unique, yeah. yeah. Um, like the little bit you get of like Riker and um, like Worf and like a lot of these other characters, it's like you you enjoy them being around for sure. Yeah, it's like um, you don't get a lot of like you know Counselor Troy. You don't get a lot of you know, no. other people. It's like again, they're they're really pushed to the background of this, which is really really a shame. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a lot of spot. You have like a couple scenes of spot. Yeah, new, <laughs> terrible we, name we need, for a cat. We need more spot. Yeah. <laughs> I I release the spot cut. Yeah. Um, so when three da- hours of spot. <laughs> uh, when Data <laughs> activates the chip, he starts drinking, and he's just so elated because he hates this. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. So uh, were you aware that uh, Whoopi Goldberg was on? Yeah, okay, I knew she was in the series. Okay. Yeah, and, like she has like she has like a whole history too. And it's like it's nice that they call back to the yeah. fact that like. Her people were um, being chased after by um, by the Borg. Yeah, and so you know, putting um, Michael McDowell, who we haven't talked about just quite yet. Yeah, uh, we've been working we're, our way we're, up. We're working to, to yeah. yeah, we're getting up to him. Uh, you know, it, he it, he fits in really well with that story. It's like yeah. you know, it's nice the fact that like the last movie with Ratha Khan, you know, that kind of like referenced. You know, obviously they took away from something from the series. It's supposed to take something from the series as well. Mm-hmm. So like, it all has connections to the original series. It isn't just like some like random adventure that just suddenly just happens. It's like yeah. there's consequences for things that happened in the past to to now. You know, kind of connecting as well us connections as well with the fact that it was uh, the the second Enterprise that rescued um, yeah their yeah. their crew. So it's like there's that connection to it too. So I wasn't sure what to think because you had ex- I had you explain to me that because um, I was like how far away from. Um, the original series is generations and you you told me like the this opening scene was about 75 years um and so like i didn't know i thought maybe there was going to be like because i mean we're seeing this wave of special effects i'm like okay this is like a time thing like maybe Mm -hmm. it's gonna like and that's how uh like 
Kirk is going to get sent to their time. And then like, it, there's, there's kind of a loop. And then like, when we come back, he's going to stop them in the past or something, uh, which is not what happened. And yeah. I like the story we got. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> no mystery coming from me. I love this man. Um, he's fantastic in any movie he's in, even if the movie's a big piece of shit. <laughs> I was not worried because there was some debate over what movie we're going to use for, uh, for, for generations. Um, and I, 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 I kind of just said like, I have to watch the one with Malcolm McDowell <laughs> um, because even if I don't like the movie, I'll love him. And luckily it wasn't an issue. Um, he's, he's a great villain. I, he makes, he makes total sense too with like with this version of Star Trek as well. Yes. Like he fits in perfectly with the this. Sto- his story is great. Um, I, I do think there are elements because I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, which I'm assuming anyone who clicked on the Star Trek podcast probably already knows. Um, but, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, he's, uh, what is the thing? The Nexus? Um, he's, uh, they're, 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 the, the, he, the ribbon. Yeah. He's trying to get back to this thing called the Nexus, which is basically like this, uh, this, uh, pure joy. Yes. Pure joy. What um, I think you've everything ever wanted he's ever wanted. Yeah. Is right there. You know, in his family was, was killed off by the Borg. Yes. And so like, you know, so apparently you can first guess that his uh, Nexus was, his seeing, family, seeing his yeah. family again. It's like, and you're like, I will oh, kind say, of bad, kind of, like, I feel kind of bad for him. You so, know, like, he kills rich people though. Yeah. So I don't feel as bad des- anymore. Like you said, like, uh, he destroys a star to get back to this thing. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> kills probably billions millions. of people. <laughs> At least millions. <laughs> At least millions. Yeah. Um, so, uh, when we get to the, the third act, um, he actively, he gets into, back into the Nexus as does, uh, Picard and then um, Kirk is already there. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I, I, my, part of me would like to see his nexus, uh, like his experience there. Like, I think that would have, like, it would have made him even more sympathetic. And it's like, because you already get that element by, like, you know, seeing Picard, like, have a family. It's like, that, that's like, it really, cause really, it really is. It's a mirror of what happened with Picard. Picard lost his family to a fire and now he is, you know, all alone. Yeah. He, and then he had never had children of his own. Exactly. And, and so stuff. it's like, like, you know, he also experienced entire familial, you know, loss there. So, you know, I guess it'd be like, you've already seen somebody, you know, you can, you can pretty much guess like, okay, it's probably the same exact sort of feeling that Picard's feeling there. You yeah. Know, he's feeling this, incredible amount of it's joy just the connection with him that i feel like is missing where but i will say like i mean the the um i i think it's really like that scene i mean it's that that's it's, kind of, it's, it's really rough it's a it's a <laughs> think about the, um, name of the context and everything else <laughs> like because uh, it's it's a real dick move <laughs> pulling that on the audience and on him um because i mean the thing is like there's so to to them there's so little consequence if they stay the like cuz i i think i was combining in my head two different things uh we were talking about when we were watching the movie um there's like an episode where he like he's under the impression that he's like he's living in a different reality or whatever yeah, yeah. and that like uh starfleet was just a a figment um, of his imagination yeah, yeah. yeah. like that that one like especially 
great episode where like you know he lives out an entire lifetime yeah and gets to experience all pretty much gets to experience a lot of things that he didn't get to experience because because he came uh and yes captain you know captain the enterprise yeah um and this so like one of the questions i had when he enters this area is like so does he have memories of like his family because that makes it so much harder and i don't think he necessarily does it's more so like he can just know everything he knows and then take advantage of this but like yeah if if they're the stakes are so low for them if they stay because I mean, like to, to Picard Kirk died when that happened. And essentially he, uh, I mean, they basically ascended to their personal heaven. Yeah. Like, yeah. With things like, you know, in literally and metaphorically, like, and I guess also to him though, you know, the, the crew of the enterprise is not so lucky because they didn't get to get sucked oh, up by the, yeah, no, they, so they, they just, they just, they're just all dead now. <laughs> and you know, there's, also, all the millions of people that died on the other planet that uh, yeah. was going to get destroyed. So uh, Picard always has that sense of duty that he has, yes. you know, has to fulfill his duty. And uh, no matter what, even if it means personally sacrificing yeah. something that like could have been his finally, yeah, that well deserved. By the way, after all these oh, years, of, boy, does he? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. It, I guess it's like it's nice that he got to have one last little moment with his nephew. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, like, it, it's a nice trade-off, and <laughs> Kirk has a very fast change of heart. Like, uh, they do it where like they get to um, basically like time is relative, uh, or rather um, irrelevant there. So um, relative and irrelevant. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah. Um, Suck it, Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he essentially has arrived more or less at the same time that Kirk has. Um, so, you know, he, like, <laughs> if anything, he explained too much about this place to him. Yeah. <laughs> because now he's like, uh, although, I mean, like, it's only, because <laughs> he shows up and he's like, oh, like, I've done this, I've, I've done this jump, like, hundreds of times. Uh, but none of it, I wasn't afraid this time because none of it was real. And it's like, yeah, thanks for ruining it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that, you know, he probably would have noticed that something was off when he wasn't afraid of that jump, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kirk's not an idiot. Yeah, Kirk's no fool. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> we were talking about when we were watching the movie, if he got everything he really wanted, Rogaine would have worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Picard shows up with like a full like afro. Like he's he's like you know he's he got what everything. Would be cool for fucking riding that carousel. <laughs> like she's just hanging out. There. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when that Whoopi Goldberg's character's just, like, sitting on it. It's like, why? Also, why is there a carousel in this man's house? Listen, man, he... <laughs> it's, it's everything he ever wanted. Don't you get it? Uh, where's Where's Rosebud at? When you, where's Rosebud when you need it? Um, but, I mean, like, speaking of special effects, like, this has to be, I mean, obviously, aside from the one we just watched, like, such a step up. Like, you know... Um, oh yeah, they, twelve years later. So yeah, so like I, you know, you pointed out a few things. You're like, ah, this could have been adjusted a little bit here and there, but like, it's yeah. not bad. Like you know, Data's makeup is very oily, and um, he's he's, a, he's, a, he's an android. The yeah. um, there's one scene where there, uh, it's the scene where uh, Picard and Data are looking at like the maps, like the like mm -hmm. they're surrounded by the giant maps and everything. It's like color grading would have really helped that scene because data looks kind of green because they're on green screen um 
and uh as opposed to like, his uh, jaundiced yellow <laughs> yeah yeah like and like yeah picard is just kind of like he looks very flat colored like the depth of this thing could have really been accentuated if um with just honestly a little bit of like tweaking in the color the other thing i really appreciate the fact is that like with both these movies mm-hmm. is that there has to be a lot of you know sets a lot of practical effects happening yeah. in here so like especially this movie here you know that you have, bird you have... of prey blowing up <laughs> that's so good oh yeah well, it's like you know it's, it's a it's it's a nice like that still like that point where they kind of uh marrying a lot of the practical with these with very 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 early you know cgi computer yeah. you know graphics going on there um so it's it's a it's a nice mixture yeah of the two you know this is uh oh gosh when was when was Jurassic park like 2000 or not 2000 uh, 1993 like three three or so yeah so yeah year before so it's like we're in that era where like they did a really good job with this you know this stuff right here so it's like it hasn't gone full-blown cgi right. where they're like it's too early that this yeah. is early 2000 movies <laughs> late 1990 movies yeah. are like this, this uses it this the little, right this is way too much yeah they this, this does they like they just they kind of design everything to make it work and also weirdly enough that like it fits super well with their with the you know next generation series too yeah. it's like it looks like the series just with like you know a higher budget yes you know there's nothing, just more nothing, going nothing, on nothing nothing feels off about yeah. it. it just it just fits perfectly in with you get that incredible crash of data just like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, we're just ripping up that planet's like yeah, surface they, essentially they yeah. scalp the planet like <laughs> and that that scenery is uh changed forever <laughs> damn and then the planet explodes that uh, yeah. looks incredible or it just like, strips off the top layer and this yeah if i blows you just i see this rock at that point yeah it's like holy oh, crap it's amazing <laughs> yeah uh i mean uh, <laughs> i guess just more about malcolm McD- there was the great scene um on that very dangerous terrain uh where like he's kind of figuring out the uh the force field around him and like crawls through um and there's just like a really <sighs> he's just Malcolm McDowell is just so enjoyable. There's not I have like so many great things to say about him in this movie. Um but like the ending of it where they just blow him the fuck up. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like you almost it's, it's, wish it's well deserved. <laughs> you almost wish he could just get inside the Nexus without destroying everything but i thought like maybe he would launch himself into it or something like that. Uh, is it is it like like um Oh shoot! What's the movie? Oh my god! Doctor Strange Love. Doctor Strange Love. He just like has a cowboy hat. <laughs> Yahoo! As he just you know, flies into it. Yeah, no. Another Kubrick movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a fusion of two. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If you ask by the way, all these movies have something in common. Um, someone's trying to blow up planets. Yes. <laughs> something to do with planets and like. Uh, advanced things advanced weaponry that no one should ever have yes <laughs> everyone's getting a hold of weapons yeah, that, yeah. That are a little bit too much <laughs> <laughs> and he has just he has to calm down a little bit you know oh yeah they maybe, need to maybe, a, a, maybe a city they maybe. need to take a chill pill yeah, they take a chill pill yeah you know um who'd have thought that something that was uh that takes place in space that would have something to do with you know space <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I think it's obviously like my favorite is probably Data in this one. Like, I like I really like Jordy and Dave, uh, Data in this Please one. He's having his like laugh fit, and he's like, Data, this is funny. I can't. His face stop. is warping. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so weird. Yeah. Like that was all Brent Spiner just just doing it to his face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Stop. And then uh, I really liked that he was like he was experiencing fear for the first time, so that's why he couldn't help him. Yeah, he had like, no idea how to, was, how to deal with it. Yeah, and like you know, Picard sets him, sets him straight. Yeah, uh, you know. It tells him, like, you know, you need to do this, your duty. Yeah. There's no relief here. We need to do this. <laughs> like, guys, we, like, we have, like, we have emotions and deal with them all the time. It's not an excuse. Yeah. Um, That's fantastic. But, yeah, I think he's my favorite. Uh, the, it's just those two especially. Do you have favorites in this one? Um, unfortunately, my favorite is kind of pushed off to the side with Riker. Yeah. I, I, I like, feel like oh, I would man. like Riker more. Uh, Riker and Worf a lot more yeah. if I got more of them. Riker, Riker and uh, Jordy together are great. Um, Riker and everyone else, you know, everyone who works with Riker is great. It's not just Riker. It's, the, it's, kind, of, it's kind of Riker. Yeah. Riker and Worf is fantastic together. Right, Riker dealing with uh, Klingons is fantastic. The Go. Klingon stuff was really good in this one. I love too. the Klingons. We, we lightly touched on that. but You know, it's interesting, too, is like, you know, we take Klingons here. And anytime now that they show Klingons um, from the, like, the Kirk era is that they they've changed their designs to like yeah. you know the more ribbed face or whatever thing. There's there's like a weird like connection they try to make there where it's like, well, uh, they they got their their water their uh, food was poisoned and like it changed their biology. All of them. It's like all of them really. All of them. <laughs> is, that, is that how this worked? Like some gas in the air type of thing? No, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, they just didn't have a, a budget. Blue, a blue beam shot into the sky <laughs> and it released the the ugly. Listen, beams. listen, it's it's. It was like a, you know, it's a, it's a great upgrade that they, they changed yes. the Klingons to this, you know, the Romulans being, you know, uh, just Vulcans. Yeah. Evil Vulcans. Yeah. yeah. A little bit evil Vulcans. Eh, you know, maybe that, now that's the most boring one now, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Design wise. Yeah, yeah. Story wise, they're fantastic. Right. Design wise, it's like, yeah, just put some pointy ears on them and, you yeah. know, they're a, little, they're a little bit curved. Maybe got some tattoos maybe or something. Maybe got some tattoos. I don't know. Cool outfits. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I do I do love uh, the Klingons. They're 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 fantastic. Uh, I think is uh, Christopher Lloyd. I think Christopher Lloyd plays the Klingon in the third Star Trek film, and the search for Spock. And you know he fits in by the way super well with with Klingons. The man's the man's a little crazy. Oh, he's he's, he's a nutty. He's a, nutty. He's a real nut. You know these these guys. You know uh, matched. With you know how everyone knows Klingons, you know these guys. These guys, you know, they're always trying to scheme to do something. Bunch of schemers, these Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> they're always up to something. Those yeah. guys. What, what 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 would you say is your Jamie rating for this film? This one, I would have to give it like a like a six point five. Really, it's See, a little it's a little bit low. I know, but like you know, it's. I'm I'm also you know thinking about it in context of like everything else that I've seen. Sure. It's like. You know, they there's there's a lot of things that that could have happened in this film, and, the, and it's kind of like things got pushed aside. I feel like that should have got pushed aside. Yeah, there's characters that just were non-existent in here, and you know, we got some good character moments, but it wasn't like you know, it just kind of it felt a little flat in a lot of places. Yeah, I guess I haven't brought up the fact that like I know apparently a lot of Star Trek fans hate this movie. Um, it has a very low score compared to some of the other ones on IMDb as well. Um. 
But I mean, I I really like it. I mean, there like I think there are ways that you can strengthen the screenplay. I would love, I would have loved to have seen like because if they all shared the Nexus together, um, I would love to see like them trying to like bargain with him, <laughs> trying yeah. to pull him out of there. Like that would be insane. Um, but I but of course I don't mind them blowing him up either. <laughs> that's that's I, I mean, I'm not sure if uh, them holding hands, seeing Kumbaya, would uh, exactly been a great ending. Oh, I'm this, you sure. Know? <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, you also want to avoid having uh, that you know motion picture ending. <laughs> there yeah. <we> go. <laughs> How that blowing is. up is pretty Hollywood, though. Um, yeah. Especially in this era. Uh, well, it's a lot darker of a, yes, you know a story. Yes. They they decided um, to go a little darker with next generation. <laughs> I, I I would give this movie an eight. Yeah, yeah. I Fair really enough. enjoyed. It. I I I put it on the same level as Wrath of Khan. My question I was going to have for you though was, uh, what do you give Malcolm McDowell in this movie? <laughs> oh, uh, a twelve out of ten. <laughs> great, great villain. Yes, absolutely. Hope he, hope he shows up in another Star Trek. Star Trek is <laughs> <be> great. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I was I thought you were queuing up for something. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and so speaking of Malcolm McDowell, uh, Star Trek 2009, um, right. he was the main Romulan bad guy. <laughs> Eric Bana. Yeah, that's essentially the same guy, right? Oh yeah, they're basically the same. <laughs> Nate, what's your favorite Eric Bana film? <laughs> I was trying to think of other movies I've seen him Hulk. I saw the Hulk. I, there were a couple others. They were very small parts. Apparently, I've avoided Eric Bana. I didn't know I was. Oops. It's not like he's bad. Yeah. Just, you know, he had the misfortune of being in a. Uh, he, in a, a uh, the angry Hulk yeah. film. Yeah. Oops. Um. So Star Trek 2009. Uh, does this movie have the same opening as Talladega Nights? No, but you thought about it for a second. Because, you know, he's the opening scene is him being born. Uh, you know, uh, they, they do some, some maneuvering to, to, for him to be born. And then, uh, then there's, there's a scene of him going fast. <laughs> Explain it. <laughs> We're moving on. Um, by the way, uh, the scene where he goes fast... Um, <laughs> I love Trek. Like, like after a certain point, like Trek just has this connection with the Beastie Boys, uh, I, and I love it. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, no, they're they're a classic. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> um, they show up in the, in the third one too. Because I'm sure <laughs> they love to be involved. Um, Good for them. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I'm sure that they uh, were paid very well to be. I'm, I'm sure. Not only were they probably well compensated. <laughs> The second they ask, hey, can we use one of your songs in a Star Trek? Yes. Any more songs you want to use in Star Trek? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give can to we you. use the one where we say Spock's name? Uh, <laughs> like a pinched neck from Mr. Spock? <laughs> uh, so uh, one of the first things we have, like when we have them as adults, uh, finally, is... Um, we have uh, the they they go directly to the the Kobayashi, Maru, uh, yeah yeah yeah, uh, just like seeing him cheat on it is like a lot of fun. Yeah, Having watched like, they, Wrath they, of Khan, so like, like, yeah, because they mentioned like you know that he uh, that he had that he had beaten the Kobayashi Maru. It was supposed to be like you know unbeatable scenario. Yeah. I love that Spock unwinnable. is the one that like set it up too. Yeah, like, ends up being yeah, in, you know it's kind of a nice little connection there. It's like you know it was yeah it was nice seeing, um. A different version of it in this film yeah 
you know, it wasn't as uh, everyone blowing up around you. Yeah. And it's like, you know, everyone's I, not acting. And yeah. <laughs> By the way, I did think everybody was going to phone it in based on that opening scene. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized something's up. Not all of these guys would do this. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. There's, there's, <laughs> Sulu know. would try, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> George Takei would try. Oh, yeah. He's a good, he's a good actor. <laughs> he, he likes, he likes, Sulu. he likes Star Trek. He yeah. does. <laughs> he's a big fan. He likes Star Trek and he likes the fans. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Too yeah. much to, to phone it in. Yeah. By the way, so uh, with this film, you know, it takes place in an alternate uh, Star Trek uh, timeline. And so, you know, you have things where like George Kirk dying. Then you have uh, Kirk obviously not joining because like he saw his father, you know, be- being this, you know, incredible uh, Starship uh, captain. Well, because, you know, his father died being yeah. the Starship captain. You know, he gets challenged by Pike to you yeah. know, do better. You know, and then Vulcan getting destroyed in this film obviously doesn't happen in the original series. Yeah, and uh, people there were there's a there's a interesting fan base split on uh, Romulus being destroyed. Some like thought that you know that's just the that's just part of the 2009 uh, storyline. Romulus isn't destroyed, but then in uh, spoilers uh, for Picard the series, it's referenced that Romulus was destroyed, and oh. that uh, that ends up happening uh, right before like. A little bit before the uh, this that series starts off. Okay. So that's that's the era. It is canon. It is canon, yeah. Okay. To, it's essentially now canon to Star Trek. Well, it's like, I mean, you know, it'd have to be. But I, I didn't even think, because, like, yeah, it would have to have taken place around that point in time, yeah. considering. Because that, that's whenever uh, Spock is ambassador. Yeah. And Picard, that's when Picard also uh, met him as well. Okay. In, in the series. Like, there's, like, there's like a two-part episode where they, where they meet. Um. Which is an interesting episode, but that's a lot of things. But I mean, they they queue it up really well for both of them to exist, like you mm-hmm. know, because because I'm glad that they do this alternate reality thing because it like you don't have to like, follow the original storyline as much. Yeah, it, like, yeah, number one, new fans don't have to follow the original storyline, and I mean, you can just keep it separate for all of the like the original Trekkies who like who aren't gonna who might not like this, but like I I think it queues it up well, like. It, well, here, here's a here's a little dork thing, by the way, too. It makes sense for Spock to be trying to save the Romulans because Spock's uh, what he was trying to work on in the Next Generation was a reunification of the uh, the Romulans and the Vulcans together as a descendants, to, from descendants the thing, of each yeah. other. Yeah, and like you know, trying to re- recombine them into you know being one people again, and so like him trying to save them makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So like it doesn't. It's not just like weird outside. Like oh, of course it's Spock. That's kind of weird. Why they pick Spock? You know, yeah. there other people that could that could be saving them. It's like no, Spock would care about this a lot. Right. You know, this would be his focus. So him trying to do this makes total sense. And it's you know, it's you you feel for uh, um, Nero. Yeah. You kind, of, you kind of feel for him. Like you understand why he's very upset. Yeah. And maybe he's confused. And he thinks that you know that. The Federation just decided, just ah, screw Romulus. Who cares, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. And they also they kind of do that in the in the Picard series too. It's like the Romulans kind of feel like uh, the the Federation kind of just gave up on us. You know, it's yeah. kind of their fault. But they can't do much about because there's no one, there's so much nothing left anyway. Nope. So, so yeah, whatever. A, so screw them. Nothing you can do. <laughs> nothing you can do about it. Their empire's kind of you know. But um, so again, you know, it's. And also the fact that like you know he doesn't feel like he's weirdly shoehorned into the film either. No, no, he, you know, he, he his, story, his story, yeah, his storyline makes like it, it fits into the story very well. Though, like, because one thing I was pointing out when we were watching them was that now both like, two of our main stars from the original series 
have been like marooned in a different time basically yeah. <laughs> like yeah at least like with kirk, that is their fate <laughs> i'll say at least like with kirk you know he dies on record he died in that well i'll say that well his in, his death enterprise b is this also in the same timeline yes spock's death will be within a different timeline entirely that he cannot leave yeah no he's stuck there forever now yeah you know there's there's no you know, back. I mean, maybe like Back to the Future. I guess style could maybe go back before. I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't, uh, there's, there's no, there's no saving that now. Yeah. So that that future is like totally separated now from these. The, and the, I mean, the best we can do in reality now is just say, oh, Spock went back to his normal time and led a yeah. fulfilling life. <laughs> no, this you know this right here like it allows Spock to. Uh, I was gonna jump around a little bit here, but yeah. You know, Spock Prime gets to help develop his uh, species again. Yeah. You know, regrow it. And then the uh, alternate, I guess, uh, Abrams verse. Yeah. Spock gets to go on to the Enterprise and go on the adventures that you know he's going to go on. Yeah. You know, a little different, but still very much like this is the this is the crew. Yeah. They're going to they're going to do it with very few Vulcans uh, and and without Kirk's dad. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You know, now now humans are a little bit more in control of the Federation. You know, who knows what could happen with that now at that point? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Sulu in this movie because he uh, uh, <laughs> he, has, he has the parking brake on, um, but then like he redeems himself by jumping down his Kill Bill outfit uh, with a retractable katana. <laughs> <laughs> just, which was a little silly and then it was awesome so i was <laughs> like so you know what i had a hard time it's, it's just liking it's, it it's yeah. totally fine it's good you know yes it, it would be a lot less you know sturdy if it, if it folded out yeah yes it makes no sense for him to have that with him is Absolutely. it is it as is a it, practical is it, tool is it yeah. is it kind of like a almost like a like a lightsaber type of thing just kind of comes out whatever <laughs> you know yes it's stupid he, However, did, he did have training in fencing so I'm, that's what that is why, like, 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 okay, he has this. This is a thing he has. Yeah. However, it was a really cool fight scene. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> you know, it's a very interesting environment. That the yellow goo on. coming out of the Romulans yeah. like, when he stabs through it was, it was fucking awesome. Uh, uh, by the way, just that whole sequence of like Vulcan being destroyed and like them parachuting down and fighting the guys down there. I mean, that whole sequence is very tight butthole. Very, oh, yeah. very tense. Yeah. There, there's times where, like, uh, I would have pooped my pants at least a few times in oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was choking. Like, or it was it was when uh, Pike goes on to their ship or something. Uh, we were talking about how, like, Data would be, like, pointing out inappropriate information. Like, oh, his pants seem to have become heavier. Yeah. <laughs> Mine absolutely would have. <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah. They, they picked, picked a great guy to play uh, Pike. In this. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, he, has, he has a very commanding uh I like voice. all of the characters here. Yeah. Like, I oh, didn't yeah, yeah, dislike yeah. any of the characters in the other ones. Ahura is actually a character in this, which is nice. It, yeah, it, she it, was not existent in Wrath of Khan. It, she's not existent in Wrath of Khan. Like, she's kind of... Like they they keep going back and forth with her of like yeah. she's a character in this movie that she's not a character anymore she's a character in this movie yeah. it's like it's the kind of like the all boys last club again half of this movie she's Spock's girlfriend yeah um the yeah. first half of the movie she's you know they they they're doing a good job setting her up they also have her in her underwear yeah uh, no there's there's some stuff in here that. Uh, understandably is a lot of criticism yes you know you shouldn't sexualize star trek yeah and like yeah. well every like yeah every aspect of star trek like however 
uh, Ahura did do a sexy dance in uh, one of the other uh, original it's series like, movies. To be fair, that's something. It's not like it's completely out of nowhere with her. Uh, I just I remember like the like I remember the uh, um, the thumbnail for every single trailer uh, for the sequel was like the the blonde chick in her blue underwear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that's frozen in my mind because I was like, "Geez, Louise, this is how we're marketing the Star Trek movie." Yeah, uh, and then we have the green chick in this movie as well. Star um, Trek is sexy in the fact that like it's a very you know it's a very sexy looking uh, uh, yeah. series, or you know we went a little overboard. A little overboard. Yeah. You don't have to have them sexualized in that yeah. sort of sense. It's like yeah, it's a it's a little weird. Um. <laughs> You know, do I care that much? Not really. Not but, really. I mean, but it's, 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 it's worth it's, noting. It's worth noting. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. You know, this this movie gets a lot of uh, rightful criticism from people that are very much uh, original series and like next generation, especially uh, fans who felt that you know this went too far. Next generation kind of took it took it a little bit of a step in a darker direction and you know a little bit more of a, a gritty direction. Mm-hmm. This kind of went a lot more action, a lot more like this is you know, Star this, Wars for yeah Star Trek yeah. And I remember uh, my sister, uh, she is not a Star Trek fan, but she did go to see this movie. I remember her reaction to this, which was that she actually liked this film. Yeah. What what, what does your dad think of this one? I know he's like an actual Trek fan. I don't have to, I seen he seemed to like it. Yeah, like it, he uh he liked a lot of the references. He didn't like Zachary Quinto as uh, Spock. I understand. Uh, I'm not like I like I think he's fine. I think he does a good job. There's a couple things that Quinto couldn't do apparently that they had to adjust on set with his oh, uh, he really? couldn't do the uh live he couldn't long do the thing oh, no. in the I think is that in the eyebrow raise he wasn't able to do. So he had to like they had to they had to CGI that or oh, uh, that or Jerry rig his eyebrow and raise. I feel like that's the first thing you ask. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like you know, listen. Dirk Quinto is not a bad actor. It's not. This is a very different Spock. It's a very different with. Spock. Yeah. So, yeah, they they definitely lean a lot more into his human side. Yeah, and you know, I I appreciate the fact that they, you know they're they're showing the fact that like, yes, he's he's got a lot of human in him. Yeah. And so he would be a lot. There'd be a lot of human going on there. Mm-hmm. And well, I was watching the movie just thinking like, well, this isn't this yeah this isn't the same spock like yeah. he's, he's just very like they very much so humanized him and then i know in the next movie he's like angrily beating the shit out of the guy <laughs> like, i remember i remember star trek fans really hating like the direction they went with spock in the sequel yeah and then and then uh course correcting that for the third one <laughs> there, there was a lot of course corrections that happened and beyond <laughs> that was a uh, very interestingly you know it's very very different they stepped the into some territory that maybe they shouldn't have yeah. with, with into darkness um yeah. and you know it is into darkness a bad movie no i i i, I still doubts yeah <laughs> i still enjoy watching the film you know i do i you know go out and try to watch it again eh, i'll probably yeah. watch do it you own it no um, I might actually own it. I Do don't you? know, honestly. I might, honestly. I don't think you own the Star Trek movies. You maybe own this first one. But... I, I yeah, I can't remember honestly. I think I, have, I think I have it digitally. Have rid of it or something. I don't I think, know. I, I think I have a digital like someplace like iTunes or whatever. I'm ah, sure. Yes. Like, I know I have decisions like... we make back in 2009. Oh yeah, no. See, I have uh, Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Iron Man. You know, <laughs> I, have, I have all the Avengers up movies up to uh, Ultron on iTunes. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> And then Civil War came out and I realized, oh, these movies are kind of bad. <laughs> it's a Iron Man 2 one, by the way. Iron Man 1 is fucking great. <laughs> anyway, it's a Star Trek. <laughs> so. 
hindsight. <laughs> 2020. 2020. Um, it's actually 2022. Yeah, but, you know, we'll... Yeah. We'll forgive him. Yeah. yeah, we'll forgive him for that one. So when you watch this film, by the way, uh, were there a lot of, like, things that you were like... Oh, this doesn't feel like Star Trek. See, now that you've seen a lot of Star Trek, at least, at least enough Star Trek, I think. A lot, in quotations. Um, yeah. In, enough Star Trek to like, you, understand. You corrected yourself fast yeah. enough. Um, I understand you know, what Star Trek is kind of more about. Yes. Um, no, like, it, it's... I, the thing I've learned with remakes is that a good one does something different. Like, because obviously this is a they're stating from the beginning like we're not we're not trying to rewrite history here we're I mean, in a way they are but, um, <laughs> kind of. well no actually they're not because yeah. it's an alternate universe yeah. so um they're, it, like, they're, they're writing history <laughs> yeah they're writing new history yeah. um or like i mean like scarface is a good example of like just taking a completely different direction with the movie like it's i mean the ben the, her <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> that remakes uh yeah fascinating i mean the, the, the last one they made <laughs> i mean every version of halloween there is uh like they 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 have very different takes on what you know like motivation wise what's going on like it or uh like how how we should feel about different characters like um, comparing everything to its original counterpart isn't necessarily a productive. It, it's a it's an exercise in futility. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I mean, it, it's hard not to. And I think this is an example of of it being done well. Now, let me ask you this as well. All right, so uh, ask you about a few, few of the characters here. Yeah, you know, since they're yes. supposed to be, you know, the same people essentially. Right. Uh, Carl Urban as uh, Bones. Yeah, your 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 thoughts. He's great in the first act. Yeah, he kind of stops. Yeah, it happening. Yeah, <laughs> and that was again one of the issues that I really had with uh, with like. I noted to you that his face was really wide. <laughs> <laughs> Every shot, his face just seemed wider than the other so actors. Yeah, the, the one problem with like Carl, Carl Urban is that he's too uh bra- like he's he's very brawny he's very muscular he you know? is he and is. bones is kind of you know he's supposed to be i like bit- him as bones he's oh, yeah, very he's, good he's, he's very very good and you know in <laughs> when the next- he says his iconic lines yeah you're like, then, i believe it <laughs> so then in the next couple of movies you know it they they definitely adjust to to fix the issues that they they, had, they kind of skipped over you know there's a lot going on here yeah and they want to focus a lot on they the spock and kirk relationship going on here you know um simon pegg as Scotty. He's fantastic. He and Anton Yeltsin are like the only two who really have to kind of do an impression of of the, their characters. The rest of them, they more or less let them do their own thing because they're playing younger versions. Like, oh, they'll kind of adapt to. Yeah. Uh, but th- those two, like, I mean, they have to sound like those guys because they're not, it's not their natural accents. Um, uh, with... It's nice that they gave uh, Sulu a lot more uh, character. Yeah. <laughs> and this, you know, he's... The first thing I noticed with him is that they just did not try to make him sound like George no. Takai. Like, um, didn't need to. No, and, and it's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with with Scotty, I mean, he's just really enjoyable uh, throughout the whole thing. Uh, uh, Chris Pine, the, as... the Beagle. Oh, yeah, the Beagle thing. I was really, like, I kept joking. Like anytime you'd beam someone back, <laughs> like there he is, found him. Um, the prized Beagle. The prized play. Beagle. Yes. yes. Oh, uh, say so yeah, the Chris Pine as Chris Pine's Kirk. great, yeah. Um, like he 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 has the swagger. That, I was uh, thinking Kirk like had. with um, 
with uh, Chandler Hattis Kirk rather. Uh, Hemsworth, uh, he could have he could very easily could have also done, um, like like Ben uh, Jim Kirk. But what's funny is that you know this is a uh, Hemsworth as well. Like you know he that's uh, like a week into essentially being in America. Yeah, <laughs> the way yeah. it's like he had just started his American. I mean, movie he was still career, nobody. You know? Yeah, like, he was he was nobody still. And it's so weird to to think about that. Yeah, it's like this guy goes on to you know <laughs> he was he he was he was James T. Kirk's dad. That was his like fifteen seconds of you know Did a great appearing, job appearing in a film, yeah. a major film, and then then he's Thor. So yeah. like two years later. Yeah. Um, I don't know if those had anything to do with each other. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Like, did he get some goodwill from that one? It, it's um, it's funny to see like you know. Uh, people being cast like these unknown actors being cast yeah. and like i know all these people now yeah yep. you know uh carl urban was kind of already a bit of a known quantity at yeah. this point in time you know and it, it's Probably funny it's so funny then a lot of people in here like you yeah. know simon Pegg was like oh yeah i know him i'm uh sean the dead yeah all i know him from it's like now you know i'm very much aware of zachary quinto <laughs> probably wasn't around as much it was heroes was the, the tv show and I, like that's all i knew him from. i want to i want to say he was in um American Horror Story. I don't know how many seasons of that he did. He was in one of the two I've mm. seen. Um, he's really good in that too. Um, but well, same with like with both called Urban's. Like he's also one of those actors that you find out like, oh yeah, he's in this and this and also yeah. this movie and this movie as well. What? <laughs> uh, man, yeah. Chris Pine kind of like I don't know what all he's been really up to. because he's in. What, what, I was trying to remember what Marvel Chris he was. Yeah. Uh, and then I realized that he was in Wonder Woman. Yeah, he's Wonder Woman, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh man. Uh, and he's also in the other Wonder Woman. He was, well, he's also in uh, a horrible uh, um, Ryan, uh, not Paul Ryan. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Jack cool. Ryan. Jack Ryan film. Ah, okay. Uh, that was just absolutely atrocious. <laughs> that film was so bad. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I kind of miss Harrison Ford. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Honestly, I would have liked the 90 year old man. Uh, yeah. one bring through this section. Film. We'll do old man Jack Ryan. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like he's, he's kind of like in and out of, uh, my, my consciousness. Yeah. Uh, your radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other characters. Um, uh, we talked about her already. And yeah, yeah. Zoe Saldana is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they give since people a little more time to shine in other movies. Yeah, <laughs> Again, I, I'm because yeah. you said Beyond was really good. Beyond's the third one. Yeah, yeah. I um, you said that one was good, so I, I'm 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 I feel like that might be worth checking out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I've given you like a list, like not on this podcast, but I've given yeah. you a list before of like other films like if you enjoy you know wrath of khan maybe you might enjoy search for spock yeah uh if you like search oh, for spock you know yeah I found him. <laughs> at the very end of the movie oh spock where are you you know <laughs> spock come Mark, here come on boy <laughs> marco follow <laughs> oh there he is uh <laughs> you know you might even enjoy journey home who knows um the next generation you know you enjoy uh uh, you first contact, first contact, and and like I said, I'll enjoy yeah. the poster for Nemesis. You enjoy the poster, you know. <laughs> then there's Insurrection, which, you know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you know, honestly, honest I to God, Insurrection. Honest, exists. honest to God, I think Insurrection is the worst is a worse movie than Nemesis is, but that's not you know much to really high five yourself about here. <laughs> then you know, there's new movies. You know, Into Darkness be a little dark, be a little uh, uh, lesser than. 
I like I like this movie. Yeah, I think it's. I think you you know. I think you can probably tell from now. I like this movie a lot. It directed me a little bit weaker ones. Like good luck trying to match you know this yeah. movie. And then you know with with Beyond, they decided just like they threw just Lynn at it. They decided to have like a little Back fun with it. Let's you know let's just make a fun Star Trek film. Yeah, and nothing you know the universe isn't being destroyed here. It's just they're on one of their adventures. Yeah, they're on during their five year journey. Stakes have gotten a little ridiculous. Yeah, let's, like a little, let's, scale let's, let's, back. let's, let's have, have fun with yeah. Star Trek. Let's, let's again, put yeah. uh, let's put uh, Idris Elba in the worst role of his life. Oh lord, <laughs> <laughs> poor, that poor man. Great actor, by the way. Ten out of ten actor. I love Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. He's great. He makes everything better. But man, <laughs> this poor guy. Anyway, uh, what uh, do you have any any uh, final thoughts? Do you have more more thoughts on this? On this, uh, on this man, film? I still don't know what my Jamie reading is. Uh, <laughs> you had an I hour. didn't quite. <laughs> I like. I don't know. I feel like I enjoyed watching Generations a little bit more. Um, I think it might be like a seven point eight. Like, because yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not significantly like. I mean, it's not bad, so I can't say it's worse. But um, it, it's not a significant drop. It's just like a, I kind of like the other two a little bit more. So I've been like wavering between like an eight and eight point five for this movie. I, I I'll go I'll go with an eight since I mm-hmm. am like kind of if I'm questioning the point five, it's like maybe that's probably not you know I, maybe that I deserve it. I don't know. I think I'm kind of gravitating towards the next generation cast. I think I really like every single one of those characters. Yeah. So um, that might kind of be. That might be my trek as mm-hmm. far as those go. Um, but hey, you know, I said if you ever want to check out some episodes, I can I can give you a you can, I, I, I give, you give you me the hook up. I'll give you, I'll give a couple of episodes basically. So like, you said an eight eight point five eight eight point three maybe perhaps. Let's say eight. Okay. <laughs> <It's super easy. laughs> Listen, Tyler doesn't, doesn't do math, so I was like I trying don't to do math this, well. You know? I mean, it's, it's it, it comes out to an eight on an average. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, what's uh what's what's next on our agenda? Next on our agenda is the Batman next month. The Batman. Yeah. Uh, IMAX screenings for the sneak peek are sold out. <laughs> I bet. Um, man, you know I don't I you know I don't want to say it here too much, but uh, it looks really good. Yeah, and I'm really hoping good. it's good. I hope it's really good. Hey, man, so. I tweeted like two. Well, they maybe three years ago, whenever whenever Robert Pattinson was announced and everyone was doing their thing. Oh, the guy from uh, the Vampire oh, what is Batman <laughs> gonna sparkle? Are they gonna put Mickey Mouse in Star Wars? That was uh, I call I called those guys idiots uh, back when all that stuff was happening, and I'm standing by them. I can't wait to I can't wait to retweet those. Yeah, when everybody says that Robert Pattinson's the best Batman ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Way better he, than Christian he's, Bale. He's the new one. He's the best one. Oh yeah. He's, uh, well, who's Batflick? Screw him. Yeah. Well, Ben Affleck. He yeah. sucked. <laughs> did you watch the the ten minute uh, preview they released for the, the Batman? Batman? I did not. I, they they I'm, released they released a, a I'm not like watching a, an, a, a small scene thing. from it. And I'll tell you now, um, I am I'm going to watch this in theaters. Oh yeah, well, I mean we're doing a podcast, buddy. Yeah, I know, but it's like I mean like I mean like it's one of those like no no I'm going to watch this in yeah. theaters. Like I'm gonna I'm I, gonna uh, get through the the COVID thing and just we're gonna we're gonna do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the hyped. Batman has a AMC gift card with its name on it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. Yeah, let's, let's do make it. it happen. Let's yeah. let's go right now. Right. Let's go start a line. All right, let's go.
Thank you for listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.